Hi, my name's Jim. Hi, my name's Kirsty. And we're trying to escape, escape Hamilton. Hamilton. And we've not only escaped Hamilton and Aotearoa, New Zealand, we've also escaped Sydney this time. And Australia. No, we haven't, we escaped, haven't escaped Australia. Australia. But we escaped, Australia. Yeah, Australia. We escaped New South Wales. Yes. Leah. Leah. Because we went down to Victoria. Leah. Sorry, Victoria. <laughs> And in Victoria, we spontaneously did an escape room there. Yeah. But for context, we did that escape room about two weeks ago. And now we are back in Sydney. And And we we have COVID. Yeah, we certainly haven't escaped our apartment for the best part of a week. Yeah. So uh, we're not only suffering from the memory of time. The memory of time? The, we're, the... we're remembering time, Kirsty. Remember? Do you remember? I think. Do, do you remember time? I think time remembers us. Us. <laughs> time remembers us. This bodes well. <laughs> so we're not only suffering from the distance of time; we're suffering from the fact that we've got COVID brains. Yeah. So who knows what will happen here? Who knows? Like, I I feel like your symptoms haven't been as bad as mine. But I've I've had fits and starts of energy. Like I've slept a lot, but I've also painted the kitchen. <laughs> you have done both of those. It's an unpredictable disease, guys. <laughs> but she's painted it very well. She certainly hasn't lost her taste. Hey, <laughs> that's a COVID nineteen joke in this the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. Yeah, I may not have lost my taste, but I have lost my sense of smell. Because I can't smell the paint fumes. That's just a, a, <laughs> just a fact. We're just naming things that have happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should name the escape room that happened. Yes, let's have, do it. Have we done? No. Okay. Machinarium at Escape Hunt, Hunt Melbourne. Melbourne. So because we've had such a good time at Escape Hunt in Sydney, see our last episode, Ass Ass in in the pub, when we were looking at different escape rooms in Melbourne... We thought we'd try the Melbourne branch. Mm. And, and try it, we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this episode. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Okay, so, 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 we picked the one Machinarium because it was uh, about spies. It's post-World War Two. Uh, it had a bit of an Agent Carter sort of feel to it, I think, in the description. Definitely. And I felt like the name Machinarium was maybe a hint to the Enigma machine. Not a hint, a nod, a tip of the hat. Mm, a wink. A wink. Which is, I, I didn't really clock, and, you know, I'm I'm really into that sort of thing. The the, the code breaking of it, not the... You, hmm? what? You're, sorry, you're really you, into sorry, an Enigma what, machine? Sorry, what? You, um, uh, well, any, anyway, uh, that concludes <laughs> this segment. So so what happened? We went to Escape Hunt. They asked us, have we done escape rooms before? And we just said, oh, yes. And we didn't boast. Yeah, that we, we don't boast. We don't boast. Un- unless they probe. Yeah. And they never probe. No. But, well, sometimes they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. But it was... But as we walked in, I think there was a group of kids who were just finishing a session, yeah. or, which seemed odd because we'd it was they'd only just opened, yeah. and so th- there were definitely kids roaming around the foyer, 
um, making use of the photo booth and trying to answer some of the puzzles that were up on the walls and things. And so when we walked in, we were sort of given a, a waiver sheet to sign and then sent to sit down for a while while yeah. whoever was working there dealt with the big group of kids who were roaming around. Oh yeah, I remember one point a kid solved a, a number riddle that was written on the wall mm. and I remember her going, oh my god, that is so clever! Well, I remember that kid's grown-up solving the pub the puddle and talking <laughs> talking the kid through it and the kid going oh my god that's so clever oh okay that makes more sense yeah yeah but let's get into us doing the room and solving all these puddles yeah let's talk about what the podcast is about as we go in we get a briefing that we have to we are a secret agent trying to find no Someone else's secret agent from another country who's unnamed. Mm -hmm. Very Top Gun sort of like, it's just the enemy. You know, the enemy country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an enemy country has uh, a spy working in this machine. In the machinarium. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like experimental lab. And their spy has left with the secret prototype. But there are clues to help us work out who it was. And it was one of those things where there was a lot of narrative hand-waving because the premise of the room doesn't really make sense. Yes. Like you're chasing down a spy and they've left, but you can catch them, but only if you hurry. But you've got to solve the riddles that were left by someone else who's also gone after them but isn't able to be there with you. So you're following clues, but not... And it's like... Uh, yeah, it's it was sort of like trying to start a race on starting blocks that were made of jelly. Well, this explains why I don't remember any of that Yeah, expo exposition. Yeah. I was about to say expedition, and I was like, that's wrong. No, I, I don't remember any of the exposition, except the fact that we were looking for a spy, and we had three spies to choose from. Yeah. Which was very, you know, it was great that they narrowed it down that much. Mm. And again, the person introducing the room gave the gender of the spy yeah. away. Yeah. And we had to choose between uh, two men and a woman. Mm -hmm. And the person introducing the room said he. And we were mm -hmm. like, okay, well, <laughs> that's that's one narrow down. Yeah. We go into the first room. There are a series of contraptions all over the walls. And there are some dossiers about the different staff members and each of them is uh, like a page. Mm. And then there's also like timesheets to look at. And each of the dossiers is about a page. And it has sort of biographical history and like who has access to what and what projects they're working on. Yeah. And it was a little tough to look at that and go like, oh my God, do I need to know all of this? But also the stuff that you did need to know, like was buried in there. Like there's yes. no sort of like, here are the key three dot points to pay attention to. Yes. And so you you definitely had to read a good six paragraphs of writing yeah. to get the kind of couple of dot points you needed to narrow down who the spy was. Yeah. Which, listeners, you will know I'm not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> um but let's put a pin in using that information. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hold your hand up to the pin board in front of you. Yeah. You're doing it? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to put a pin 
in that information about using the details from the dossiers. We've pressed that thumbtack into the cork. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we do is we start solving some puddles. Yeah. We... Well, this the first room I think we were cracker at. Yeah. Yeah, like we smashed out like the first three puzzles in what, like 10 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. There were, there were some nice mechanical puzzles of moving things around to match certain bits of information. Mm-hmm. And there were some combination locks that needed opening that revealed some cranks and things that you could put in different places. The room was very bunker-like. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely created this kind of, like, um, you know, dank, dark, underground-type place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was a little oppressive, which I think is fine. It added to the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, and it was... It certainly made use of the architecture of the room, mm. but a little bit in that way of like, oh, I think this room's just unpleasant to be in. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we want to get into specifics? Like, I don't remember a huge amount about the puzzles in the first room, except there was kind of a reveal the answers by finding a handle to turn cogs. Yeah, I think we've sort of covered that already. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Using some of the mechanical devices in the room, we open the door into the second compartment, and this one has a sort of big pillar in the yeah. middle, an obelisk, would you yeah. say? Well, obelisk implies it was nice. It, it was, it, it was, I'm sure it had pleasant ideas, yeah. and it was easy to get along with. Yes, um, but it, it was very functional. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are we describing? There's a four-sided pillar. Yeah. And there was mesh around it. Like, Was it mesh or was it like a, a see-through plastic? I'm not sure. No. But, but you, there was some, there was a control panel, some dials yes. and levers and things. Yes, and we, we were prevented from touching it, but we could see it. We, we the the stuff inside yeah, yeah, the yeah. inside the mesh or the see through glass whatever yeah. it was yeah yeah it it definitely looked like mid century contraption not yes. mid century as in like elegant Scandinavian design mm. but mid century as in fr- from the middle of the century yeah like... a, a li- it felt a little bit Portal Two if yes. that's if that's an okay comparison to make. Yeah, and in terms of game design, the first puzzle in the room was pretty simple. There, there was a clue. We followed it. We pushed yeah, it a button. Involved moving some levers up and down yeah. to figure out what was going on. Yeah, and we there was a little bit more information towards the overall puzzle. Not mm. not towards the overall mystery. I should say the mystery. Yes, there was a a little bit of information which was sort of. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to jump around a little bit here. But reading the information about who was allowed in which area and then coupling that with some information we were given about who had gone into each area, I thought it was going to be much harder than it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, okay, I'm going to have to really cross-reference access level three, chamber two uh, from 2100 hours. But no, it was just sort of, no, this person's not allowed in this room, so you can eliminate them from the suspect list. Yes. Yes, actually, I had the same kind of journey that you did, only um, 
because I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult and require a lot more concentration than than it actually did. Yeah. I, I completely disengaged from the story. And <laughs> I, well, it was delivered through reading. Yeah, yeah, it was delivered through reading and also it was like, I, I had the same response of like, oh, okay, we have to pay attention to behaviours and like this person's... Research mess- interests. Research interests, handwriting style, clearance level. And I'm like, I'm just here to do an escape room. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say, by room two, I had completely forgotten that we were actually looking for <laughs> the mole. And I was like, I'm just here to solve some fun puzzles. <laughs> I'm here to chew gum and solve fun puzzles, and I'm all out of gum. Exactly. I can't remember too many more of the puzzles from that second room. Well, we smashed the first one out really fast, and that opened the next Yeah, which had a maths problem. Oh, we love those because we've got big brains for maths. Yeah, so there was lots of writing with a black light on the wall and then a whiteboard for doing your sums and some information about the substitutional algebra that you needed to do Mm. about this plus this equals this and so on. And once again, it seemed much harder than it was. So much so in fact, heretofore, forthwith, <laughs> that I assumed that the solution we had found couldn't be the actual solution because it would be too easy. Mm. It's the same thing as before. Like, they made it seem quite complicated, but then there's a very obvious way to do it. Like, it, it was a simple puzzle wearing the hat of a complicated puzzle. Yeah, it also it fell into this, like, uncanny valley of puzzle difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, like if a puzzle's too hard, it makes you disengage. You're like, this is too hard, I'll never get it. But if a puzzle's too easy, it makes you doubt yourself. You're like, I've missed something. Yeah. Yeah, and so it needs to, you know, it needs to hit that puzzle bell curve of mm. like, I need to think a little bit, but I, I don't want to like use up my whole brain for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to try a puzzle I feel like I can solve. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to feel smart. Yeah. But I don't want to feel too smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel like I am playing soccer with children. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, then you feel bad for the children. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we found this fairly obvious solution for the puzzle, but then mm. we didn't know where to put it. We no. didn't know what to do do with it yeah and clearly a lot of other previous players had froke out maybe in similar ways maybe in different ways but what i noticed about this room was there were lots of worn down bits of the wall where other previous players had clearly written their sums yeah onto the walls and, and then they've been rubbed out yeah, by yeah. the staff and there was a sign up saying please do not write on the walls <laughs> yeah i mean it that was a room that i felt really needed just a refresh oh, just yeah. just print the print the signs off again mm. glue them up again yeah that looked fairly yeah, uh fairly tired yeah yeah but to figure out where we should have put this information we had to go to hinterland if there's a clue you don't understand Cassie, what was what 
what if you had to say, what would you say was the hint policy at Escape Hunt Melbourne? The hint policy at Escape Hunt Melbourne was that there is no hint policy. Ooh, tell me more, tell me more, like, does he have a car? Well, I shall tell you more. Anyway. (laughs) Basically, you could ask for as many hints as you wanted. My brain fully just glitched out. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't tell. I I, I had no idea. (laughs) I was thinking, do we keep going with the Grease Megamix? (laughs) Which I know you are a huge fan of. Oh, I love the Grease Megamix. Mm. Oh, mm, Mm. yeah. Put it in my coffin when I die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, throw it, throw it on my funeral pyre so that no one else has to listen to the Grease Mega Mix ever again. Okay, I'll find all of the copies. Of Thank the- you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The- yeah, and then on the leaderboard, it's it's the time that goes with. So when you look at the leaderboard, I'm not explaining this well, but I'm going to keep trying. You what, af- afterwards, you look at the leaderboard and you go, like, oh, I wonder how well these teams did. And you see the name of the team and you see their time. And then underneath it says how many hints they used oh. so that you can judge how well their time is relative to the how number of hints. hints. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That is, I did forget about that. And that is an interesting policy because, you know, dare I say... It mm-hmm. involves a little bit of hint shaming. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, you know, shaming is a loaded word, but it, it's kind of implying that asking for hints is bad. Whereas I find asking for hints is a sort of a calculated move. Mm. Mm. That's my opinion. Okay. Mm. I agree that asking for hints is a calculated move. I didn't see it as a, 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 as a shaming thing mm. to say like, well, they got so many minutes, but they used three hints. Mm. I, I didn't see it like that. Okay. Because I also think that with Escape Hunt, I think they are tailoring the clues based on how well you're doing. Mm. Mm. So I, yeah, someone might have gotten five hints but the hints would probably be very incremental at that point they'd be very small mm-hmm. if because the the game master will be trying to just nudge them along a little bit at a time you know that's a very charitable reading too thank you you're welcome i'm lovely yes and i'm mean and nasty and also very silly <laughs> <laughs> what a couple we make um so they told us when we asked for this hint uh, where <laughs> they told us where we could stick it. <laughs> they told us <laughs> they where. They did really. Yeah, they told yeah. us where we could stick the the combination. Basically, we missed a combination lock in a previous room. That was something that I wasn't quite expecting. Is how much you have to go back and forward between the different compartments of this room. Mm, yeah, I liked that. It triggers that response of, oh, I've seen that before, mm. which is really nice. Mm. Um, rather than like, okay, well, I've done this room, I can forget about this room. Mm. It has that feeling of, wait, all the bits are coming together. Yeah. I sort of, um, in my mind, kind of halfway through the room, I kind of put this particular one in in the camp of you don't need to go back into the previous rooms because they were fairly sparse. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that might be the reason why I personally didn't think, oh, maybe it's in the next room because... 
the room with the obelisk slash control panel slash pillar mm. was very bare. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would never have thought that there was anything else in there. Yeah. And I think because it is also quite dimly lit. Mm. And so we probably didn't search it too thoroughly because we were like, okay, well, here's the thing we need to interact with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they put light on the things you're supposed to notice. Yeah. Unless they don't. <laughs> mm. Anyway, that opened up the third room. Mm-hmm. And this was a bit of an odd one. We found th- there was a big uh, maze puzzle to do, I think, of moving a thing along a maze. Yes. To unlock uh, the, a key. Um, but there was also lots of other set dressing in the room. There was some weights and uh, some other things and we sort of moved them around a little bit and then, okay, well, we'll do the puzzle that we can see how to do. Mm-hmm. And then those weights and things never ended up being anything. Yes. There, there was also a map puzzle where you had to um, find locations on a map using um, pieces of wire. And I yeah. did actually cut my finger on one oh, of the no. pieces of wire. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, it's okay. It was a bit frayed. I should have said something, but I forgot. It wasn't that bad of a cut. But yes, we did the um, maze puzzle first. Yeah, and that gave us a thing that we could use back in the first room, turned a crank, and that gave us uh, this lovely moment, which I kind of don't want to spoil, so I'm going to play our spoiler jingle. Ping pong balls fell from the roof. It was lovely. Did, Did that? Yeah, they came out of a pipe. I don't remember that at all. Okay, well, it clearly left much more of an impression on me. (laughs) Ping pong balls? How many ping pong balls? Like four. Wow, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and then you use them in the pipe puzzle. Sorry, and then you use them in the maze puzzle to release the final key. Wow. You really had checked out of this room. I had. I'm sorry, listeners. (laughs) Like, I remember... Well, you can now take everything else we've said with a grain of salt. Well, I had had made a boo-boo on my finger. Yeah, that's fair. So I was probably just giving it little kisses and blowing on it and saying everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when we finished the maze puzzle and released the key, because there were those weights and some other things around the place that I thought we were going to... I've been saying weights, I mean scales. Mm. There, were, there were things around the place that I thought we were going to have to use. I was like, I'll get this key from the maze puzzle. And I was like, well, I wonder... What, well, the only thing that I can see is the final door. So I guess I'll stick it in the final door and try it. But it's not... Oh, it's opened. Okay. Yeah. And we then, opened it. Yeah. And that was it. We were done. Yeah. And the the game attendant was like, oh my god, congratulations, that was so fast. And we were like, yes, yes. we are finished. <laughs> and she said, who is the spy? And we said, Mr. Blorbydorb. Yeah, so so everyone, you remember that pin <laughs> that we put in in our corkboard earlier in the show? Let, let's all get out, get out our pins. Let's go, let's pull that pin out and let's talk about it. So... We finished the escape room. She says, wow, that was so quick. Well done. And sorry, we shouldn't assume the gender of the person working there. The person working there says, congratulations. Well done. Who is the spy? And I went, uh, 
is it this guy? And I named Mr. Blobby Lob, um, who was the person that I thought it was. And they went, yes, why? And so suddenly all that information <laughs> that was in a piece of paper uh, suddenly became necessary again, uh. despite the fact that there'd not been sort of like any progression, like there's, you didn't need to use it along the way. It was just sort of there at the beginning. And there, there was no reminder, like, hey, keep an eye out for, like, oh, are there fingerprints here? Or is this person got access there? It was just sort of like, hope you remembered this. Mm-hmm. And you could take the papers with you. But honestly, I'm there to solve puzzles, not to slowly cross-check biographical information. Yeah. So I said, was it because of this small reason? And uh, they said, yes. And, oh and we gosh. went, uh, and. <laughs> You're like, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he, cause he murdered puppies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they said, like, it was because of uh, this other piece of information. I went, oh, yeah, mm. that too. But yeah. it was another case of something that seemed much more complicated mm. than it was. Which I think was summarised for me when our game attendant later went, well, congratulations, you did so well. You should try one of our actually hard ones. Um, <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay, okay. okay yeah, we, sure. we, we, did, we did the simple one for babies, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess Yeah, that's so. fine. That's, that's chill. I mean, it, it was kind of like a throwback to the room we did in Rotorua where they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, you did really well. You should do one of the grown-up rooms next time. Like, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe we will. (laughs) And it was punctuated by the game attendant having to answer in the middle of our conversation, a call from some children doing one of the harder rooms that were booked out that we couldn't do. And the children going, um, we need another hint. (laughs) And... So the person gave them a hint and then we carried on chatting. And then uh, two days later, uh, children called in again and said, Oh, we need another hint. (laughs) Anyway, so that was our experience with this room. And then we had to figure out how to use the photo booth, which was also a challenge. Yeah, because they didn't like take your photo in front of a board or anything. They had a a photo booth set up and, oh, that, that was... More challenging than any of the puzzles oh, in the yeah. room. We, we hope you like the pictures. We we, yeah. we think they look nice. Uh, you can find those pictures on Instagram at Escape Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Kirsty, what would you rate this room? Well, look, I knew this question was coming. Was I prepared? No. No? No. Oh. No, I was not prepared. Oh. Look, this room, I can't say a lot of it has stuck in my mind uh-huh now i i do have the covid brain but but I, 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 yeah it was fine <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll give it a three hurty wire fingers out of a possible five <laughs> and what would you rate this room jim i think this room suffered for me from being under the same franchise and branding, though clearly not the same owners and operators as Escape Hunt in Sydney, Mm. because the ones that I've done in Sydney were beautifully bespoke and wedded to the local history of the place that they were in. And this one 
seemed very first thought, best thought. Like it was straight down the line. What's the theme from an escape room? Spies. Okay, we'll do a spy escape room. And I, I don't know if the love has fallen out of it or it's not been taken care of or it, if it was the first one that they did and they were still figuring things out. But the feeling of the room was like the layout of the room. It was quite sparse. Mm. And I was I was left wishing that there was more there. Um, but the stuff that was there was perfectly serviceable. Yeah, there were some puzzles I, I really enjoyed. There was a crank with some gears. I liked those. <laughs> um, so all in all, I'm going to give it 3.5. Ping pong balls falling from the sky out of five. Ping pong balls falling from the sky. Hmm. Thank you for specifying. Well, that's the end of the body of the podcast. <laughs> we're now at, we started at the head. We're now at the feet. Yes. Welcome to the feet of the podcast. And you know you what? Nasty feet perverts. <laughs> And, you know, speaking of nasty feet perverts, go on the internet, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. There's there's no foot stuff on there. I'm sorry. Not yet. yet. If you want there to be foot stuff, I, I can do foot stuff. I, oh, God, I'm going to regret this. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Jim Fishwick to support the show. Keep the lights on. Uh, there are bonus episodes there. And also go over to our Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a comment. You can see our feet in some of the pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. Instagram at Escape Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, please also rate the show in the places where you can rate it. Help Helps people find out that we are doing episodes yeah. of our podcast. Yeah. I've been told that our podcast is great to listen to when you've got a headache. Uh, that's, that's a oh. little anecdotal review from our friend Irene. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to Irene and shout out to the Australian College of Medicine who mm-hmm. uh, have taken that on board, I assume. And oh, are now... correction. It's, uh, it's when you've got a migraine. So oh, okay. don't want to downplay okay. Irene's pain. Okay. I hope that the Australian College of Medicine is now diagnosing us for migraines as well. <laughs> talk, talk to your doctor about whether Escape Hamilton is right for you. <laughs> Bye! Just call me friends, Kafka. <laughs>